Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Experts Podcast. No Carmen Braidwood today, but I've got someone who is going to rock your world. It's going to rock your world because you're getting close to the end of Christmas. We're getting close to Christmas. We're getting close to the end of the year. And uh, Nicole Jamieson from Dark Horse Agency put up a little LinkedIn post uh, a few weeks ago, and it really resonated with me, and I think it's going to resonate with you. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thanks for having me, Nick. Tell us about this little post because it's something you and I have been talking about a little bit and uh, it's going to shock a few people out there. In fact, a lot of businesses, particularly small micro businesses, are going to go, are you kidding me, Nicole? <laughs> no, this yeah. cannot happen. I know. I'm, I'm going to ruffle a few feathers. I think both in agency land, so someone who provides the services that the small businesses are looking for, but also the small businesses themselves. My post was called Putting the No in November. So basically, if I really boil it down, I'm, I was basically saying over my last decade of running a digital marketing agency, I have learnt the hard way that onboarding new clients in November and December is fraught with problems and that's both for the small business coming into the agency but for the agency themselves. Now why is that? Because is it is it the fact that when they're reaching out to you that they might be on their last legs or when they're reaching out to you there is a sense of desperation to maybe finish off the year in a in a positive light. Is that what you're getting? Uh, yes, all that and more. So um, there's several reasons why November and December is is fraught with danger for small businesses and agencies. Mainly, uh, the timeline is really short. So people expect a lot um, from their digital marketing agency and there would have been a lot that didn't go well in the last 10 months if they're reaching out to you now. Uh, we're also very busy at this time of year. You know, our existing clients want fries and drinks with everything. So they want more photo shoots, more ads, more email newsletters. So they want more. Um, and also people are just so emotional. They've got all the emotes at this time of year. So it's an emotional time of year. Everyone's super, super busy. Everyone's uh, wick is really short. We're all really kind of twitchy. And that's both in our professional and our personal lives. So if you wrap all that into a nice little Christmas present, it doesn't work out for anyone. It, it, it doesn't. And I think that when you started the year off, you were probably calm, relaxed, you were focused, you were professional. All of those little other emotions, motives and emotions that are going on that actually make you the business person that you are. Uh, it does, when you get closer towards the end of the year, throw it all in up in the air it, into a bit of disarray because I think in many ways, could we have done better? Is there mm. something that I should be doing in the new year and should I be preparing for it now? And I, I just want to throw this to you, Nicole, because you, you, you are, this is a conflict for me and also too for Media Stable as, as a whole because what we are facing is that this is one of our busiest periods of the year. This is where 
we are uh, getting a lot of interest to come in. But you're right in many ways. We're not necessarily talking to someone that is probably really in the right frame of mind to make those kind of decisions that are so important in in building their businesses. So um, you're you're kind of making me want to not necessarily say no in November, but maybe no in December. Yeah, well, warm up your no, warm up your no (laughs) muscle in November. Um, We certainly noticed this year and anecdotally, well, I've noticed it in my agency and November came a bit earlier this year. Uh, November started in October, so I think November might be December. So maybe I'll have to change it to no in October next year. But um, yeah, a lot of people, you do start thinking about the year ahead and digital marketing uh, for a lot of small businesses is a really important element and so is standard marketing and standard advertising and standard profile lifting, which is what Media Stable does. So when people start thinking about how could I made 2023 better or how could I have made this year better, they start kind of getting a little bit ahead of themselves and, and, and pulling the trigger a little bit too early. And at this time of year, we don't have the capacity to perhaps do what we're required in terms of the small business coming on board to an agency, on board to Media Stable or Dark Horse Agency. We require things of you as well, and I think people forget that, and they just don't have the bandwidth at this time of year for that either. It's interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? Now, here's some observations from the other side too, because this is what I also think that comes with you actually saying no, Mm. is there is that form of sort of presumption that you're exclusive. You're also Mm. to not desperate for the business, even though maybe the books might like it, but you actually sit there and go, well, you know what? Um, You're not right. We've got to fit you in with the way that we work as much as we will work with you. Mm. Is 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 that one of the byproducts, I suppose, of doing this? Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't want to do a half-cooked job for anyone, um, and at this time of year, it's just almost inevitable. And ultimately, everyone is disappointed. We don't give them the perhaps what they were looking for. A lot of dreams of and hopes are very high about reaching those KPIs that they hadn't been able to achieve in the first ten months. So the expectations are super, super high. And the last thing I want to do is disappoint anyone, and uh, that disappointment may be real or imagined but it's still disappointment so um, pushing them forward to January I find also most of the people that we say no to and say look we're really at full capacity right now but this is when we'll be able to start this is when we'll be able to go sometimes it's just that you give someone a date so they can start thinking okay great well that's later so I'll start getting this ready in my business for when I want to start the next year afresh so it's more about I think the date they want to pull the trigger now but that they really don't <laughs> yeah I, I get it and look you know this is not something new to you you've been doing this mm. for a while because I remember last year 12 months ago that yeah. a client of mine wanted to engage you yeah and I said mate you got Buckley's chance <laughs> she, She's not, she's not going to touch her until the new year because she's got a policy, no, no new clients during November, December. And yeah. I think that made him even more wanting yeah. to engage you because you've also, you're not just taking on everything. And no. I think that's the question, I think, for a lot of businesses that will be listening to this, Nicole, and this is what I need from you, is to assure them that even their bookkeeper, their accountant, their uh, whoever they're financially advising them as a business, 
but this is a good move. How do you tell a business owner that it's all right to say no? Well, um, I think that what it's it's like a muscle. It's really weird. It's like a muscle. The more you stretch that no muscle, the more you see the results, the really good results of it. Um, one of the really amazing byproducts of saying no for me is we. I go into Christmas not half cooked. Um, I can actually enjoy the Christmas with my kids. I don't send my entire team into Christmas cooked and hating on life. So um, it's good for staff morale. But also traditionally in the in the last decade, January and February in social media and digital marketing is extremely quiet. And what that's done is made my quiet time not so quiet. So we kind of come into certainly last year where I was really for a few years, I was testing out the no muscle and I said no to some people and yes to others. Uh, now that muscle is super duper strong. So um, it's very hard to kind of be onboarded in that agency now. But it pushes kind of good work into the new year. It also kind of scares away the ones that perhaps weren't maybe very serious about it and were just kind of reacting um, yeah. as a result of you know, what some emotional times, something terrible that's happening in their business, lower sales. So a more of a knee-jerk reaction. So you're getting the people who really do want to onboard with you and work with you in January. Oh, I love that. I love it. And it's such great advice to everyone that's listening to not today is to, to, to actually be a little bit more powerful, be stronger and hold to your values and hold it yeah. to your timeframes because uh, if you can't deliver your best, that the outcomes of that will come out uh, even worse for you down track. But okay. also, too, I think just representing as a, as, a, as a brand that stands by the values of the business for their own staff and for their mm -hmm. future clients, it's so powerful. I'll share this with mm -hmm. you, Nicole. Uh, about six years ago, I onboarded 32 experts in the month of mm -hmm. December. Now, you know, you know the kind oh. of experts. That, now, I did it in one foul swoop, a, a group that was representing 32 members. And do you think I was very popular with my team at the time, oh. Nicole? Do you think I was very popular at oh, all? Oh, mate, there would have been um, <laughs> like that. There would have been dartboards with your face on it all over the Christmas celebrations. <laughs> oh my God, Nick, that's. I know. I mean, I I thought I was bad. I I think the worst <laughs> I did was maybe about eight. Um, and and to be honest with you, I lost probably five or six of those clients in the probably next six or seven months because either they were a not serious. Uh, B, like having a knee-jerk reaction, or C, there was disappointment, or all three, which is worse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and uh, my staff hated me when I did that too. <laughs> but it was, it was an opportunity, and it was a group that came through at the time, and mm -hmm. John Solvanda, our Director of Media Engagement at Media Stable, still talks about it, and it was that nightmarish, like he worked his fingers to, his, fingers to the bones uh, to get to Christmas, and... Uh, it, that, that, it was an interesting experience, but you know what? I'll never do that again. And yeah. <laughs> um, and but again, I also understand from a, a business, and also to from those that are running uh, an organisation that may or have had peaks and and troughs right throughout the year, and we're mm. probably trying to get, you know trying to get the the new year off to a great start. There is that sort of tendency to go, you know what? Let's just keep doing it. Let's keep rolling it out, and hopefully uh, it'll improve in the new year. Do you find that happens? Um, yes. I mean, I, and you've got to remember that all of your existing, um, experts 
are wanting more at this time of year. They want more exposure. Sure. They they want more help. So um, being able to say no to the new people means that you will give them a better experience in the new year, but also it means that you will give a better experience to your existing and committed customers uh, to make sure that you're not shortchanging them either. So it's kind of, it, it really does help everyone and um, your staff won't hate your guts at Christmas <laughs> and you'll go into Christmas with your family not hating you either because all yeah. you want to do is lay on the couch and kind of lay like broccoli and, and, and not talk to anyone because you've burnt yourself out. <laughs> I love it, I love it. I'm just going to pick up on one thing that you did say also around the fact that you also get rid of a few of those that are not so serious um, yeah. Those business operators that were probably just, you know, reaching out, they're throwing a line out there to see if there is something new or different. And I think you get rid of a lot of the tyre kickers yes. when you say no and just yeah. say, look, you know what, uh, come talk to me in January or February. I'll book a time in for you. Absolutely. But I recently did that myself and yes. it worked a treat. It worked <laughs> an absolute treat. And I, I feel better for it because... In many ways, when you say no, or if a client says no at the other end, it's as much as a win for the business and for you, because if they aren't right for your business and they say no themselves or you say no, um, you can move on. It's the, yes. onto the next, onto the one that really does count or the client that you're going to work with that you're going to make a difference to. A better match. I mean, there's there's definitely, this is the whole reason why in um, anything in sales there's a cooling off period because we do make some really rushed decisions sometimes, some overly eager decisions, or we, we panic and we reach out to lots of different things that we think will help us. If you just take a minute and think about it, um, often you'll go, well, actually, now I think about it and I've had some space in my brain, that's not going to work and that's not going to work. So it's not only just the tie kickers, it's the people that aren't a professional match with you. Sure. It's people who um, it wasn't the right time for them, too early, too late, it's not the right strategy. So it really does kind of shake off the people which aren't a good fit for your business. All right, you've ruffled a few feathers, you've you've strengthened, you've told people about this little muscle here. Yeah. Is, is it something, I, I think you're going to hit a, a chord with many people. I think you're basically giving them permission to actually say no, because I think in business and in small business, we, we feel the pressure just to continue to say, yes, 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 let's work out how to do it later. Yeah. But you come from a power of strength if you yeah. can actually say that, and it's also pre-designed. So do you think many other agencies should be stepping up and doing this as well? Well, I think so. And I mean, like I said um, in my article on LinkedIn, there is always exceptions to the rule. There is always someone who is a perfect match that is coming in at this time of year. Um, we did onboard someone. They squeaked in right at the last part of October, but their business is not an e-commerce business. It's not reliant on Christmas sales. It's a heavy equipment business. So um, that they are not really impacted by that kind of Christmas crazy that everyone has in the e-commerce and the and the um, Christmas shopping, food, beverage, presents kind of arena, yep. which we work heavily in. So, um, yeah, I mean, there is exceptions to the rule, but I think giving businesses permission to say no, it makes them think about what they can do better for themselves, but also small businesses start planning now for next year so that you can have a really good run up to this period and understand. I think me also articulating it in black and white, these are the reasons why onboarding in November and December don't work. The emotions, the short time frames, the high expectations. People go, oh, I didn't realise that's why this type of year was so crazy. It's, it's kind of like the the aha uh -huh moment that you get. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And I, look, and, and you know, 
sometimes that is just that kind of professional advice and even commentary can be the one, the difference in going, I like the way you go about it and that's what's mm. going to keep me there. Now, you and are, it hasn't broken me. It hasn't broken me. It's well, actually yeah. made my business better. And yeah. for those that are watching online, you can see how fresh Nicole does look as she enters into the late, late part of November. She's going to have a ripping Christmas with her family. Now, yep. let's have a chat about digital marketing and social right. media as a whole. You're a leader in this space. Yes. 2023, has it been a good year for, for those in this space? Has it been? Have you seen anything that has been particularly good? And are businesses depending or have you seen a change in behaviour of the way businesses are using digital marketing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that 2023 was a really interesting year because um, certainly in Australia, TikTok really took off and a lot yep. of small businesses jumped on board. So we saw a lot of businesses willing to experiment and colour outside the lines a little bit and, and really realised that uh, sitting in that comfort zone of the meta environment, which is Facebook and Instagram, uh, you need to kind of break out a little bit more. We also saw the rise um, and fall of a couple of platforms. So Be Real, which started with a very big bang right at the start of the year, kind of drifted off and people got bored about it. So we've seen some rise and falls. We've also seen how quickly things can go wrong in social media these days. We always knew that it can go wrong, um, but uh in terms of how quickly TikTok can destroy a business or destroy a profile of an individual or personality, um, we just saw how quickly that can turn around. And this is controversial, but I, I think in 2023 we've seen the death of the influencer. So, Oh, here we go. I knew we'd get something, get something good. So, and, and a lot yeah. of people that will be listening will be going, tell me more, Nicole, because yeah. the influencer has been so dominant in the last mm. five years, particularly on the social media platforms. What do you mean by the death of the influencer? Well, um, well, you just people just are not going to listen to you and believe you because you're on Married at First Sight anymore. Oh. Um, I know, don't even get me started. Um, but and also, people are not going to just because you say you use that shampoo. People are a lot more savvy these days. I think COVID immersed us so wholly and solely into digital, uh, the digital world and social media. We're now very critical about what we see in people. So um, you have to bring value. You can't just be like, I was on a TV show and I've amassed 80,000 followers and now I'm going to tell you to buy this shampoo. People are like, whatever, mate. So um, it's the rise of the content creator and the rise of the expert that we'll see going forward. So this is very good for your business, actually. Um, uh, but also for businesses that are thinking about potentially using influencers next year, thinking about sort of just kind of turning the ship a little bit and look more at content creators. So people that have a knowledge and understanding in the space. So instead of someone that just likes food, showcasing a restaurant, get someone who's a chef or someone who's a really popular at-home cooker, has written a cookbook, or someone who has had a YouTube channel on cooking Indian food for the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Somebody knows what they're talking about rather than someone. Yes. So it's we're very, very savvy consumers now and influencers, people are just a bit bored of it and they can see right through it. 
I love that. I love hearing that. I love it. In fact, that's yeah. going to be your post to finish off the end of this year, the prediction okay. for 2023 <laughs> and in looking into yeah. 2024. Um, and what pleases me the most about that is that I totally agree with you. I think that mm. just because you're, you're running around and, and, and we've seen the, the food bloggers, for instance, um, putting up pictures of the, the food that they go and see and the pressure that they put on restaurants to promote, mm, yeah. etc. those days are gone. You know, yeah. you've got to, and I, I totally agree with you, audiences are far more savvy today. And that yeah. leads me, I suppose, to my next question with you because your content that you have on your Instagram is nothing short of outstanding. Oh, I mean, thank you. <laughs> what you but you're an educator. You, you take yeah. a lot of time and effort into producing that. And, and, and so you should. This is your bread and butter. Mm. But as a content creator, what kind of energy and time are you putting into those posts? Because that's something that I think as businesses, we can't just run off a reel and hope that mm. it's going to get engagement or interaction with our future clients. You, you really do put a lot of time and effort into that. Yeah, and uh, yes, I do. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a lot of like hair and makeup and, and uh, making sure the kids are quiet in the background and that sort of thing. So, and also, I'm a complete embarrassment to my kids because I do talk a lot about parents and how they should navigate their kids on social media as well. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, day, heard your, I heard your black band with your, your kids. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're not. They don't want to appear on any of my stuff anymore, and that's fine. I will respect their decision in that space, but I will not stop educating parents on what's going on in social media for their teenagers. Um, but yeah, it does take a lot of time. I'm not saying everyone should do it like me, and I think that I had an epiphany when I met with you, probably. Oh God, what was it? Eight, Twelve months ago. In that, I have been doing a really great job for other people's brands in digital marketing for a very long time, mm -hmm. and like um, the old adage, the hairdresser with bad hair or the chef that comes home and cooks beans on toast, um, I really ignored my own personal profile and getting myself out there. So um, I think for businesses these days, a lot of uh, trust and uh, people going, making decisions about whether to use you is based on knowing who you are, what you stand for and um, what you're about and what you know. So Getting yourself out there, uh, getting your face out there is going to be a big thing for 2024 for all brands. Um, so my brand, Dark Horse Agency, it needs to have a face of it. So I needed to show people who I am and what I know. And and um, even though my following is quite small, I'm not quite an influencer, which I'm not ashamed oh, don't, of. You don't want to be, you don't want to be no, these days. No, I'm, I'm happy to be a small base content creator. And if a lot of people are interested in what I say, then... Um, so be it, but uh, it's not it's not so much of a numbers game anymore. It's about just getting yourself and your business out there. I love that. It isn't a numbers game. It's a quality game, and correct quality is everything. And I, I think yeah. we all we did get caught up in that influencer world that we felt like we were inadequate if we didn't have a hundred thousand followers. We yeah. felt that we weren't going about it the right way. Where I think if we stick to our guns and continue to do the quality work then that's what people are going to subscribe to. And, I, and I, I love the fact that you said, you know, that we don't necessarily do at what we do very well for ourselves. And I think yeah. a lot of businesses have got to go back and look inward and have a say, well, look, you know, communicate, connect. And if yes. you're not doing it the way that you're doing it for your clients, then you, know, you should be asking yourself another question. Um, yeah. Why am I doing it in the first place? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it takes time and it takes effort. And I remember the first how naff I felt when I was doing my first video with just a camera in front of me. In fact, you can see my camera in the background uh, for those who are watching this on their screens and my dog. Um, so want, the dog wants see, out. The dog wants yeah, out. Yeah, uh, it's 41 degrees out there, babes. You don't want to go out there. Um, uh, so you can see my camera in the background, that's set up. And, it, and it's one of those things, and this is what I suggest to people who are thinking, I'm just so nervous in front of the camera, I'm nervous on the radio. Um, pick what you're good at. A lot of people are great at the written words. A lot of people are great at speaking but don't want to be in front of the camera, so radio mm. or audio is for you. Um, and a lot of people are great on camera. But if you want to be good in one of those areas, practice is your best friend. Yeah. So, um, even just get your phone out and, and record yourself, do a little presentation on your phone and practice because getting in front of the camera is going to be very important for businesses um, in 2024 and moving forward. And video is still as strong as ever. So the more videos, they don't have to be perfectly produced. Yes, mine are um, simply because I'm in digital marketing. Uh, it, it helps if I don't do a hat job. <laughs> but even if you... Um, are just getting out there for the first time. Don't feel like it all has to be polished and amazing. No. Um, just get out there and give it a go. And that's the greatest thing about digital marketing. If it's really rubbish, you can delete it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how you can move forward and just give it a go because experiment, experiment, experiment is going to be the number one rule of 24 and um, getting your face out there. I love that. And you've already given me pretty much a segue into what I wanted to have a chat to you about, the predictions for 2024. And I think mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. You have to get out there. Uh, if there's one message that we've been sending to every CEO, MD, business owner out there is that you can't hide behind the desk any longer. Um, right. I've been saying that for eight years, Nicole. I've been saying that for eight years. And yet so many CEOs, MDs, business owners just sit there and go, look, that's the department of the communications department. That's the social media team. If you're a smaller micro business, guess what? That's what you are. You are that yeah. person as well. So you've got to get yourself out there. What do you think might be, other than obviously getting video, more video out there for 2024, what do you think some of the digital marketing trends might be uh, to, to, to get to another level for businesses to make themselves known to a new audience and to a new customer? Um, well, definitely, like I said, um, using video, but yep. also getting a face for your company, like I said, lifting your profile. This eight years of you trying to push that message might be coming to fruition in 2024. Oh, so, nice? oh, 32 new customers in January. How good would that be? Um, and not in December. Um, so getting your face out. Now, it doesn't have to be your face. It can be a face, a face yep. of your company. Um, so it doesn't necessarily, it can be a, a cartoon character. It needs to be a character but it does need to be some faces in your company or someone who represents your company. And yep. that can be, so for a restaurant, it could be a content creator that they partner with or a chef or the chef in the business. Um, for a hairdresser, it could be someone, one of their clients who is the face of their business, talks about interviews, the hairdresser, talks about the salon. Um, it could be just someone who's involved with your business somehow. It doesn't have to be your GM or your CEO um, if that's really something that they are afraid of. But I do recommend it's someone in the business who's been there for a long time who can talk to the culture and values. Also in 2024, I cannot um, stress this enough, 
stretch your wings outside of Facebook and Instagram for the love of everything. <laughs> stretch because um, what we have noticed in our marketing agency, certainly in the last 18 months, if something is on the fritz in Facebook, something goes on the fritz in Instagram. And if something goes on the fritz in your business manager, then you're really in trouble because you've lost those two audiences. Yeah. So and stretch yourself into another platform. And I know some companies are like TikToks are just for the kids. They're not. Look at the audience demographics in Australia. And I have also heard that people say, oh, but TikTok will be banned soon. Why do you care if it's going to be banned in 12 months? Don't you want to be where the eyeballs are? And mm. if the eyeballs move when it's shut, they'll move somewhere else. So get on either a video-based, get on either TikTok or YouTube, or if you want to stick to a more professional kind of um, place, lift your profile in LinkedIn. Yeah. And there's, yeah. A, there's another new platform that's going to come out in Australia <gasps> and it's going to blow everyone's minds. Uh, do we know what that is yet? Yes, we do. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's brought to us by the same company who brought us TikTok. Um, think of it as a smash between Pinterest and Instagram. Right. Brought to us by TikTok. It's called <sighs> Lemon 8. Lemonade. So lemon, the fruit with an yep. eight. Um, and it's already live in America, the UK and Japan. It is one of it, the top 10 downloaded apps in the US in the wow. last month. Um, it's growing exponentially. It's going to be huge. We don't have it in Australia yet. But if you have a sniff around on a lot of the content creators and digital marketing sites, Lemon 8 is all that they can talk about. Fantastic. And, and and you don't have to be on all the platforms, do you? I mean, this is the question no. I think that a lot of, you know, they feel the pressure that they've got to be on LinkedIn, they've got to be on Instagram, they've got to be on Facebook, they've got to be on Twitter or mm -hmm. X. Um, yeah. you know, you've, got to, you've got to be seen in all these places. But really, you only have to be in the places where your customers, your clients, the people that you're looking to engage are. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I do like to, you know, have a few eggs in a few different baskets because of said issues. You know, when there's a shutdown in Facebook, what do you do? Um, but my biggest recommendation for anyone who's in business or anyone who needs to communicate with customers, you should always be curating your own real estate. So what that means is an email newsletter, getting emails or getting phone numbers um, because you're playing in someone else's backyard when you're ultimately, yeah. irrespective of what platform you're on, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, Lemonade, Facebook, Instagram, that is someone else's real estate. They own that control. You can moan and whinge that they're not doing something or they have a shutdown as much as you like, but ultimately you're playing in their backyard. So you play by their rules. Always, always, always curate your own audience through an email newsletter. Beautiful. Oh, great, great advice. As we draw to a close, Nicole, and uh, I'm getting ready to say no, 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 no. <laughs> um, any tips, any tips for the business owners on there over the Christmas and summer period to get themselves a little bit social media and digital marketing fit? I think you covered off a few. Get ready for the vid. Get yourself yep. sorted. Is there any equipment? Is there anything special that we can be doing to just get ourselves ready for 2024? Um, get on the platform that you want to learn the most about. Um, yep. So I have a lot of people that go, oh, no, I'm not on TikTok or, oh, no, I'm not on LinkedIn or, or perhaps you started a LinkedIn page 10 years ago and it's been sitting there <laughs> gathering dust for a little bit. That happens a lot to people. Um, spend some time in the platform, um, just yeah. looking around, have, learn how it works. You know, you don't have to do a tutorial. You don't have to go to an educational site. Just get on there during the Christmas break. We all have a little bit more time. 
a lot of us a, yeah. around this time. So um, uh, if you get a sneaky time away from the kids, get on to t- join TikTok or join, get into LinkedIn again and have a look around and see what's happening. Get yourself familiar and start thinking about what you can do there. Also, start following people who are in your same industry who yep. are, um, or maybe not in your industry but are doing something that you like and respect. Yeah. Say, okay, what are they doing on all their platforms? Okay, so they've got a website, they send a newsletter, they do this. And if you like and respect what they're doing and they have a similar audience to you, then maybe you can replicate that idea. I love that. I love that, Nicole. You've given everyone a, a little bit of advice, a little bit of a, an, an idea of how they can improve their uh, position in 2024. Now, mm. this is a bit of a funny question that I'm going to ask of you <laughs> as we close off this podcast because you're going to say no in the month of November and December. But if people do want to get in contact with you, now, yes. you're not going to say no to them immediately. But I'm if, say come back later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if they want to get in contact, how do they do it? Um, they can get in contact by, we have a website, darkhorseagency.com.au um, or follow me anywhere on all of the, I'm literally everywhere on all of the socials, uh, Nick Jamison or Nick Jam on TikTok. That's the only one that's different. But uh, Nick or Nicole Jamison on any of the social media, you'll see me. I've got a bright aqua background. Just send me a DM and we can chat about how we can help you in the new year. In the new year. <laughs> but you know what? I love that because... You've given us a few tips and hints to get through the Christmas and, and the and the, and the summer and uh, we mm-hmm. can be chatting to you in the new year. Nicole, as ever, great to have you. You've been on this podcast once before as a group. Now this is uh-huh. you solo. Well done. Oh, I know. Um, it was nerve-wracking. You have a great Christmas. You have a great New Year. It seems a little weird saying this, you know, still a month out from Christmas, but Mm. uh, I I get a feeling that Christmas is going to be right on top of us before we know it. And uh, Oh, my Christmas tree is up already. Are you kidding? I love Christmas. As soon as the Halloween comes down, (laughs) the Christmas goes up. So Halloween Halloween was weeks ago. What are you doing? Oh, no, first week of November. I Look, if the city of Perth can put up their Christmas lights, Nicole Jamison can put up her Christmas lights. Well so, done, Nicole Jamison. Well, well. You, you, you dictate your own future, and I love that. And that was that. what gra- grasped me for that post was the fact that you're giving confidence to a lot of other businesses to also be able to say no, and no, not no in a negative way. It's just, mm-hmm. hey, it's, you're going to be better off working together in the new year when we're all fresh, we're all ready to go. And uh, we're both going to be able to deliver our best performances because that's the that's the catch, isn't it, Nicole? At the end of the day, it's not just what you do; it's the yep. requirement of your clients. It's a requirement of the uh, of those that need to, if they want to win this, they've got to put the effort and work in. And a lot of them don't yes. want to do it at this time of year. Well, none of us do. We all want a break at this time of year. So, um, you know, uh, it, it, it is a collaborative experience. So it's not just reach out to a digital agency and they'll take over everything. Um, we work hand in hand. And so let's just wait till January till we're all fresh and full of great ideas and can push your business forward. Well done, JMO. And uh, Dark Horse Agency is the agency that you want to look out for. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Experts Podcast. We'll be back with you next week when we talk to another expert in another media. Ta-da. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.